in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. The semiconductor industry is expected to grow significantly over the next few years, and Texas has been taking steps to make it a leader in the industry. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Nabil Ramadna. Tens of thousands of these positions are at risk of going unfilled. Today, though, an announcement from UT that looks to bolster the industry and help add more engineers. I spoke with Samsung and UT on what they're doing. A handshake and a hook'em. Samsung announced a $3.7 million investment to the University of Texas. Semiconductors are critical, advanced semiconductors, and the United States only makes about 10% of them now. And you can imagine what would happen if that supply was disrupted. Educating new engineers is important. According to a July report by the Semiconductor Industry Association, the industry's workforce will grow by nearly 115,000 jobs by 2030. But many of the jobs could go unfilled without proper education. This partnership looks to change that. We'll add many new engineers as a result of Samsung's leadership and the great work UT does. One million of the investment will go to the Cockrell School of Engineering. An additional 2.7 million will focus on research and development. We all know that the United States has got a big push right now to bring advanced semiconductors uh, to onshore. And uh, this growth in Texas, we are going to definitely be supporting that, uh, that need by the United States. The dean of the School of Engineering says we have to increase the workforce so we don't fall behind. And also to keep engineers right here in Texas. 90% of our students are from the state. Uh, and many of them are going to go off and work at, work at Samsung. And Cornyn authored the create or created helpful incentives to produce semiconductors or chips for America Act, which is now law. The goal of the $52 billion package was to reshore the semiconductor supply chain here in America. And going in depth, Taylor ISD has also partnered with Samsung, offering incoming high school seniors summer internships with the company. The district says the program is growing in popularity. Samsung takes 24 students to work in the program, and it's not all about tech. The internship also provides opportunities for students to learn more other areas. The company, such as its government relations department, applications open up in the second semester of the school year. And a new law requiring an armed officer on every public school campus went into effect today, but not every school will have an armed officer. And all over the state, school boards are saying they didn't have the money or enough qualified applicants to get an officer on campus by today. KXAN investigator Kelly Wiley is in the studio now, really breaking down what this looks like district by district. That's right. This is proving difficult for several reasons. There's the money, the applicant pool, and there's concerns districts have about maintaining the quality and officer in training standards in a rush to comply with the law. Lawmakers added a stipulation that if districts did not have the money or personnel, they could claim a good cause exemption. But that also means in the meantime, they have to come up with an alternative plan. Already, Leander ISD, Hayes CISD, Dripping Springs, Bastrop, Lago Vista ISD have passed resolutions claiming that exemption. As far as an alternative, Dripping Springs, for example, says they are moving forward with guardians, which means 
some school employees would be armed and have the ability to defend students from an armed intruder. Then there's districts like Austin ISD. They are not claiming a good cause exemption, but they also are not going to have an officer on every campus right now. They have them on the high schools, the middle school campuses, and a roving officer for the elementary schools. Just last night, they did vote to hire more than 100 officers they would need to comply with this law. And that's also the case for Del Valley and Round Rock ISD, where they haven't claimed a good cause exemption, but they have approved a plan. And they say they don't have an officer on every campus today. And Kelly, there are some districts that have been able to pull this off. Yes, there have been. Not many, but Eames ISD, McDade ISD in Bastrop County, they say they have an officer on every campus. San Marcos ISD said they have an armed officer or a school marshal stationed at every school. I also talked to the superintendent of Florence ISD. He said they do have an officer on every campus, but he pointed out that was only because the local police department moved an officer from patrol to then to go one of their last schools that they needed an officer for. All right, Kelly Wiley, investigator with us. Thank you so much for that insight. Perfect. And Christopher Adams, he has created an interactive map that uh, we will get up showing the districts that have responded to House Bill 3. You can find it under our investigations on KXN.com. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, we did it, unfortunately. The first day of meteorological fall was a triple-digit day. September 1st, high temperature going down at 100. Normal highs are 95. And yes, that means this is our 70th triple-digit day of the season, of the year so far, I should say. We've now surpassed third place, moved into a solid second place on our way toward 90. Hopefully not. Here we are at our new weather camera. Boy, I love this view out in Fredericksburg from the Barrens Creek Vineyards. Can't wait to have this thing in severe storm season and also winter weather. Great to have a view in Gillespie County. Just a few uh, puffy clouds out there, no rain. Temperatures area-wide in the upper 90s to lower 100s. As you kick off your holiday weekend, we got a couple things to talk about. First of all, a pollution problem right now that extends into tomorrow. The rest of your Labor Day weekend forecast, including a few isolated thunderstorms. I'll show you when. And the Longhorns kick off the football season this weekend for their first game on Saturday afternoon at Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. Looks like you're already ready for I the know, game. I know, I am, I am. KXN's Blake Devine talked to the Texas Athletics Department to see how they are handling game days this fall. We're standing here on the football field at DKR as the season starts tomorrow for Texas, who takes on Rice in its home opener. I'm actually joined by Charles Branch with UT Athletics. Charles, thanks for joining us and tell us what can fans look forward to on Saturday before the game. Happy College Colors Day, Blake. We're wearing our burnt orange. We are getting set for tomorrow. We cannot wait for Longhorn Nation to come back to the 40 acres. All of our pregame activities kick off at 10 a.m. tomorrow. That's Bevo Boulevard presented by HEB, Smokey's Midway, Hook'em Hangout, and of course Longhorn City Limits presented by Still Awesome Whiskey. We've got Pat Green hitting the stage at about 12.30 p.m. All of those activities are free for the public. It's going to be a hot one. Triple digit temperatures expected for kickoff. How can fans keep cool while watching the game? Absolutely. It will be a warm one, but it's Texas. We know how to deal with that. Definitely hydrate early. Hydrate today before the game, before tomorrow. Here at the stadium, we've got over a quarter of a million bottles of water ready for fans. We've got 16 water monsters located around the stadium with free water. You can bring in one factory sealed plastic bottle up to one liter into the stadium. So plenty of ways to stay hydrated here at the stadium. 
the in-game experience has changed a little bit. We have new lighting, video boards. Tell me a little bit about what people can expect when they step inside the stadium that may be different. Sure. So we're very excited about our new LED lighting system. Uh, it's it's going to be a day game tomorrow, so you might not be able to see everything, but we've got a whole new colored system that will be able to twinkle with the lights, make them chase, all sorts of effect. A huge credit to our event staff and our production staff who has been working every night this week to get those lights ready for tomorrow. Tickets going fast for this game. Are there any left? And if so, how can you get one? There are, but it is a handful of tickets. And I mean handful. You can get those tickets online at texassports.com slash tickets. You can also get all of your information you need for game day at texassports.com slash game day. Charles, thanks so much for the time. And kickoff will be at 2.30 tomorrow. You can get inside the stadium at 12.30. Reporting live inside DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Blake Devine, KXAN News. Back to you. All right, certainly going to be a hot one there. Certainly hydrate. Uh, it's going to be a good game, though. And groups want your feedback on local leaders, specifically the district attorney and county attorney. The website launched for you to do that in response to a new law. Another bill going into effect today is HB 17. It allowed prosecutors who choose not to enforce certain laws to be removed from office for misconduct. And today, some Austin groups united in response to that law. Save Austin Now PAC, the Combined Law Enforcement Association of Texas, known as CLEAT, and Safehorns have launched a new website called GarzaWatch.com. Now, the Garzas are Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza and County Attorney Delia Garza. The goal of the site is to make it easier for the community to give feedback on the prosecutors asking them to report habitual offenders or tell their stories of how they became a victim of crime in Austin. In the statement, Save Austin Now co-founder Matt McCoviak says, quote, Travis County has been made unsafe by the irresponsible policies of our two top local prosecutors over the past three years and it's time they are held accountable. Now we've reached out to both DA Garza and County Attorney Garza. We have not heard back from the county attorney, but in a statement, DA Garza's office says, quote, the Travis County District Attorney's Office is focused on solutions that keep our community safe, not on the police union's political games. Republican-led efforts to subvert local dem democracy, excuse me, undermine our public safety, end quote. It is high school football week two. We are live at Gupton Stadium talking about Vista Ridge in Georgetown. A big showdown and how in the world these players are dealing with the heat. That's coming up next. It is a hot evening and a dry evening. Austin's rainfall deficit so far this year growing to nearly 10 inches behind schedule. We'll have your Labor Day weekend forecast, including a little bit of rain coming up. As we are just a day away from the Longhorns kicking off their season, tonight marks week two of high school football. And let's head out to Gupton Stadium where our Noah Gross is ahead of an all-area clash later tonight. Noah? Hey guys, it's a big one tonight. Vista Ridge coming off a huge win in week one for the first time in their school history. As I learned, I went out there earlier this week. Their win against Bowie, that was the first time ever. Now they're 1-0, hungry to go 2-0 here behind me at their home stadium against Georgetown. Let's get into some of the video from the Rangers. This is a big game for them. Not only did they lose to Bowie last year, who they lost to 27-7, they lost to Georgetown by two touchdowns a season ago. So this team in Vista Ridge is feeling great, hoping to keep things going tonight.
It's really important to us because last year we didn't beat the we didn't beat beat them, but uh, this year I feel like we have a really good chance going into the game, just because we have a lot of leaders and a lot of people that step up to the challenge and just work. Our kids are definitely on uh, on the up as far as confidence is concerned. Um, this would be a big win. Uh, we talked about that one of the best things about being one and zero is you get a chance to be two and zero. And then. They will try to be 2-0 in this heat, which is no joke to say the least. Obviously, last week, the big story from Bowie that we reported on a day ago, Justice Trumpler, one of the Bulldog players suffering heat stroke. We were talking to an athletic trainer, Chad Hennessy, one of them for Georgetown before, on if they're doing anything different with this heat. He said, you know, it's hot every August. So they have a lot of things in place already, like ice towels for the players, a lot of electrolytes. Gatorade, what have you, banana and peanut butter and jelly. We'll see if we can snack some of those at halftime. A lot of the difference is in practice. As he said, flooding them with fluids throughout the week. So it's something they're definitely cognizant of as we are still over 100 degrees. We'll have highlights of this one and a whole lot more tonight on KXA News at 10. For now, we'll send it back to you. The bananas are for the players. I no. know. No. The bananas are for the players. <laughs> it's been so important, though, a lot of the teams making those key changes to make sure that players are yeah. safe. It's going to say, but there still are certainly dangers out there. Mm. I mean, they, they practice yeah. and practice in this heat, but you can never really prepare for, for sure. when you're out on that field. You got a helmet making you hotter, all the pads, mm. I imagine, adding to it. Now, it is six or seven degrees cooler than the games a couple weeks ago were, so that's one little shade of good news. It is unusually hot, though, on this first day of September. On the Austonian weather cam, we're looking for from downtown just up the road to the University of Texas. The stadium quiet now, but boy, it's going to be rocking tomorrow. 98 degrees right now under a partly cloudy sky. The air quality is not great today, and it won't be great tomorrow either. This is an ozone action day, which is in effect for sunshine, lack of wind, and hot temperatures. That combination produces a high amount of ozone at the ground level. Remember, it's good up high, but it's bad to breathe down low. If you have a sensitive respiratory condition, asthma, emphysema, you might want to limit your time outside. Also, old folks and children might want to limit your exertion outdoors the next couple days. And we can all do our part to help. Remember, this is kind of a pollution problem. So if you want to carpool, drive less, conserve energy by bumping up your thermostat a couple of degrees, these are all little things which, if we all do, might make a little difference in our air quality. Aside from that, we're looking at the satellite and radar. Skies are clear across really the whole state this evening. Rain out over the desert southwest, some rain to the east. If I switch this to the water vapor satellite, this is kind of an x-ray into what's going on in the atmosphere. And this brownish yellow color is really dry air, which is why it's so sunny up in the sky today. But just to the east, remember I first warned you a couple days ago this was expected to happen. A spinning low pressure, a storm system, is actually retrograding or moving against the typical flow pattern toward Texas. This is ingesting all that dry air as you can see so it's not going to be a big storm unfortunately for our forecast but it will provide a couple isolated downpours this weekend so let me show you when it's dry out there this evening no rain for your friday night plans saturday morning looks completely clear tomorrow afternoon we'll see a couple little scattered clouds but it does look dry for the texas game and for your saturday afternoon on Sunday, though, that's when the storm system gets a little closer just to our north. This, once we heat up during the afternoon and evening, sparks a little 10% chance of a couple isolated showers and storms. Those may be most numerous from Austin northwestward through the hill country as it looks now. But, you know, if these model trends keep looking a little healthier like this, we may even bump up your chance of rain on Sunday and again on Monday. For now, we'll be cautious. No rain on Saturday, but a 10% shot on Sunday and Monday. Even with that little chance of rain, it's not 
going to hold our temperatures back. Temperatures 6 to 8 degrees hotter than normal for Labor Day weekend. And that means a hot game out there uh, tomorrow for Texas. Rice and Texas kicking off right during the heat of the day at 2.30. Kickoff temperatures at 100 degrees and not a lot of wind either. Out in the tropics, Idalia is now a thing of the past. It's actually spinning right here toward Bermuda as an extra tropical storm. There are actually four named storms right now in the Atlantic, including, look at this, Franklin and Jose combining and getting absorbed into one another. None of these are heading toward the U.S. But new tonight, we've got a big disturbance coming off the coast of Africa. September 10th, September 11th, about a week and a half away. We're seeing some consistent signs that this could develop over the Caribbean and maybe threaten the U.S., a lot uh, needs to be determined over the next few days, of course, but we'll be watching and keep you posted. Tonight's forecast, 75 degrees with clear skies, a little warmer than the last couple of nights. Tomorrow, it's a hot one, scattered clouds, but no rain. Highs reach 102. After the hot, dry Texas game, keep your KXAN weather app on hand as you're out and about over the holiday weekend. We can actually push lightning notifications to you just in case there's rain nearby and you're outdoors. Next week, look at the heat building. Record highs are possible Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll show you how week two of our forecast looks coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. Thank you, David. Student loan repayments are starting up again after being put on pause during the pandemic. What you need to know to make whittling down debt easier. Right now, the holiday rush is on, capping off a summer of record travel. It comes amid another close call between two planes. We'll have the details. Plus, the first interview with the team who went searching for that doomed Titan sub tonight on Nightly News. Borrowers with the federal student loans now have interest rates accruing again. They've been on pause along with repayments and those bills will start coming in soon. But there's still a lot of confusion out there. News Nation's Nick Smith helps clear some of that up. 43 million people owe more than $1.6 trillion in federal student loans. In March 2020, the start of the pandemic, those loan payments were put on pause. And now, federal school loan repayments begin again on October 1st, but the interest starts accruing today. As simple as that may sound, millions of borrowers are unsure of next steps. I follow a lot of personal finance people on you know, social media, and I love that stuff, and even they're saying, the information that people are getting from the tools is not the best information. It's not the most accurate. Personal finance guru Kendall Philbrick just finished paying off her last student loan and now offers advice to people trying to do the same thing through what she says can be a confusing process. People's loans are getting transferred around. People are trying to figure out, does this plan apply to me? How does the plan really work? There's certain terms of the plan that some people are like, does interest accrue? Does it not accrue? So where do borrowers start? On the Federal Student Aid website. Make sure you know where your loans are. Uh, make sure you can log into your service or account and all your uh, contact information is current. Check your payment amount. If it needs to change, apply for a different repayment plan. For millions like Kara Odell, now is back to whittling down student debt on a monthly basis. It's like paying your taxes. You have to do it and you have to hope that maybe the next person in office is going to, you know, take up this cause and be able to advance it further. 
Nick Smith reporting experts say if you miss a bill or two, don't stress too much. You'll receive some wiggle room at least for the first year after repayment begins. A new jobs report is out today. The U.S. added 187,000 jobs in the month of August. This is according to figures released today at, by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, analysts expected fewer new jobs in August. The higher than anticipated number suggests that the job market remains resilient despite steadily rising interest rates. Healthcare, leisure and hospitality, social assistance and construction are among the industries adding the most jobs last month. Unemployment did bump up to 3.8%, the highest figure since February of last year, but that's blamed on increased participation in the labor force. And tonight on KXAN, it's America's Got Talent at 7, followed by Dateline NBC at 8, before KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us.